This week on Invasion of the Podcast, the longest-lasting cross-species relationship comes to an end. We look back fondly on vacation and summer trip movies. And I fire up a mixtape for Joe. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of Earth, attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? Welcome to the Invasion of the Podcast, taking over the world one listener at a time. I am Paul Wally World Stedman, and to my left, as always, is Joe Big Ben Parliament Peters. Look, kids, Big Ben. Big Ben Parliament. So, a lot of good stuff to talk about uh, tonight. Before we jump into news, just want to give a shout out to the Cedar Lee Theater. I know we're always big fans of Cleveland Cinema as, as, in general. Yep. Um, but we did go to see uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit um, this past weekend there, and I had been fighting the urge to watch it because it's been on Netflix, but I just wanted to go see it in the theater. Yeah. And it was it was a lot of fun. I was the same way because I remember I, when we were talking about it, uh, I think we talked a couple casts back about the, the movies they were putting out, and I remember when that popped up, I was talking, it was like, you know, my girlfriend was like, oh, we should watch Roger Rabbit. And I'm like, ah, no, let's let's hold off. And then that yeah. presented itself, and I was like, this is perfect. We can go to the theater and see and, it now. And considering that, like, I... I mean, I knew the movie. I mean, I remember seeing it growing up, um, but I don't. I didn't remember a lot about it. So it's kind of interesting, especially I know we talked about it kind of right after. There was a lot of like grown up jokes that went right over my head as a little kid, yeah. and uh, all the better for you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I think I took an appreciation of the um, the properties that they were able to wrangle for that movie. Which, if you think about uh, nowadays, like with companies, I think you know, like the Marvel thing comes to mind with just trying just to get the Lego movies, probably the best approximation of like properties coming together. Yeah. Cause that was a big mix mismatch of right. like, all those different things to, as well. Cause in Roger Rabbit, I mean, it was like probably the only place you'll ever see Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse on the screen together in a scene while Eddie's falling out of the sky. Like yeah. that was kind of cool. Like I probably didn't appreciate that as much as I do now, just because it's like, that's, Warner Brothers and Disney, and they agreed to let their characters talk to each other. And, and did you notice how, like, they're big heavy hitters? Like, whenever one was on the screen, they had to have the other one in equal time. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, like, part of the deal where it's like, yeah. we're not going to do this unless you have them side by side. The two ducks, Daffy and, and um, Donald, Donald yeah. uh, doing the dueling pianos. That was, like... I. That, and I read about that, too. They're actually both animated by their perspective, like, known animators. So, like, Chuck Jones did one of them, and I forget who did the other one, but like whoever they were known for, they actually animated That's that part cool. of it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous. I'm, I'm impressed most with, if you look at the interaction between the cartoon characters and the people and the props in the movie, just the amount of movement between, like, grabbing people's ties or causing, like, things to fly up in the air or people grabbing objects from cartoons. Like, now we take that all for granted because you can use computers for everything. There, it was, like, a series of... Marionettes, um, like having stuff on on that they had to draw over on stage or like you know, I guess on set. Yeah. And then also, like there was so much planning that went into this that they couldn't go and edit scenes again or get alternate takes because the animation had to be done so far in advance. Yeah. And that's ridiculous to me. So quite impressive. So if you get a chance to see the theater, if not, watch it on Netflix. So, but anyway, great, good time from a. Uh, Cedar Lee, um, and just a shout out, uh, Capitol Theater on the 12th uh, of this month, August, Total Recall, 7 o'clock. Yeah. Um, we're we'll, going to be there. We'll be there. Um, so look for us. I'm sure we'll have some ridiculous t-shirts on like we always do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I might just get like a, just a nude bodysuit of myself. And like, just, a, like, you know. You should get like one of those green suits. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, Charlie. Yeah. So that, that may not happen. But um, so, yeah, let's go right into um, news and then. Let's just get this thing started. News team, assemble! Oh, I wanted to mention, uh, real briefly, um, news is brought to us by Midwest Best um, Grooming Company. Yes. Um, let me let me go ahead and make sure I have this correctly stated here as such. Uh, it's uh, Midwest Best Grooming Company, dedicated to bringing you only the finest beard balms and oils, strong enough to tame the roughest of faces, and alluring enough to draw in those who love it. Are you saying beard bomb or beard bomb? I'm saying um, 
beard bong? No, I'm saying beard bong? bomb. Beard like bomb. You, if you have a beard and you want to salve it. Okay, so it's and not then, like a device that you detonate and everyone gets a beard. Yeah. I was going to go It's sign like the up. Mr. T grenade in World of I Warcraft. Think. You throw it and everybody gets a Mr. T mohawk. It's just like <laughs> grenade and everybody gets I'm going to suggest that on their suggestion page is a mohawk grenade so yes. we get more mohawks. I would like that. So uh, check them out. Uh, it's I'll spell out the, the website. It's uh, MWB groomingco.com that's all one word mwbgroomingco.com so if you have a beard want a beard or know someone who has a beard send them there there's good stuff so i will tell you this like beard bombs are i know there's guys out there because beards are a huge trend uh that already have beards but i know a lot of guys um that do not get to venture into the realm of beards because the ladies do not like the roughness and this is what is for you because yes it, it makes it just, you just yeah. very touchable. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't have a beard, but if I, if I ever do get one, maybe I'll get one for Christmas. I don't know. But if I get a beard for Christmas, definitely going to use uh, some beard, beard bomb, not a beard bomb. Check so. them out. They're a local Cleveland company. Um, and they're uh, all, all natural products too, I believe. Yeah. So, so all natural beards too. Um, so anyway, uh, yes. Uh, first bit of news. So news, um, this is, I guess, breaking news because this just came like a couple hours ago or, or this today is um, Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy are Splitsville. So no longer are they a couple. So I just, I, I don't know if I want to live in this world anymore. Where a frog I mean, and a pig cannot be in love. First Maria retires from Sesame Street and now that they're breaking up, it's like, it's, I don't know. Do you I think, think there's a, a, a I, coincidence there? I, I don't know. I just think that like, I, I feel like now... Do you think she tenured her resignation? Because she found out about it. She's like, no. And it was like, I, I can't, I, I got to get in front of this storm before it breaks, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't know. I just feel like, um, with all the famous celebrity couples that have I've been broken up, it's like, I thought these two would stand the test of time. You yeah. Know? I mean, they've been going since the seventies. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm heartbroken. I'm sure it will be documented well for us in the Muppets TV show that's coming, which is more supposed to be like the view of their lives behind the show right i yeah i'm a i hope that they are able to pull skits into because i'm a little disappointed it's not going to be like the old muppet show with skits i feel like it's gonna be like 30 rock but with muppets and i i think that would be i'd be okay with that where it's more like behind the scenes but then i you would still see some of the actual stuff okay with anything with jack donaghy if jack donaghy shows up and runs the muppets I'll, i'm i'm in and get ken parcel get him <laughs> in there too that would be, that would be great so um you know maybe i just uh best of luck to them maybe they'll reconcile just, it just, uh, I don't know. It's like the whole thing of Homer and Marge supposedly splitting next season in The Simpsons for a little bit. Did you hear about that? No. Uh, there's going to be an arc. I don't, I'm sure they'll be back together, but they're supposedly actually be separated. And Homer ends up having like a relationship with uh, a local like pharmacist who's played by the main person off of Girls, Lena, Lena Dunham, whatever. I don't know. So, All right. yeah, I guess, I guess that's the thing to do now is like, we're just going to make everybody break up. So they, they create stories, right? So, speaking of um, of uh, breakups, uh, just, just found out about this today too. Uh, Peter Dinklage, as we all know, is uh, <laughs> is uh, Tyrion Lannister and um, many other things. He was the voice of a character called Ghost in Destiny, which is a video game that is a large success that is created by Bungie, uh, makers yeah. of Halo, well, former makers of Halo, and it, his character is kind of like your entry point to the world and also kind of like not your narrator but he was supposed to be the one kind of filling he's, in all the details of the story yeah he's like your sidekick like in destiny he's the one who kind of finds your character in the beginning to get it started and then he kind of like follows through the the character itself has a voice they have voice actors who do some some voice work for the character but dinklage's lines basically dictated the story like he narrated everything that was going on or yeah. like the story behind the alien races and what they were doing on the planet and he was also like your person like when you would um I guess, well, not person, but he was like, you know, a personality with you, mm-hmm. like the floating little like orb of light. Um, he would also be like, like an interface for like, you know, unlocking doors and data, yeah. but he'd also tell you like your next, next objective. So he was always yeah. constantly in your ear, letting you know what to do next. Right. So, so here he was <laughs> kind of your Cortana, I guess you could say Bungie yeah. loves that Cortana, like sidekick aspect. Yeah, they do. So, um, <clears throat> what, what had happened as of today, at least that I found out about is that, um, for the expansion that the taking King, that's coming for, to Destiny. They had asked uh, Nolan North, who is um, a very well-established voice actor in video games. Uh, he's the voice of Nathan Drake. He was Joel in The Last of Us. He's done just everything you can think of. Just a really good voice actor. They had him do the part of Ghost for the expansion. And they're like, you know what? 
we like you so much. We're just going to record everything that Dinklage said and kind of wipe Dinklage out of Bun- uh, Bungie's destiny. Like, that's it. Dinklage has no destiny anymore. He's, he's done. I feel bad. Like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, there were a lot of parts that Dinklage was kind of like phoning in. And they even re-recorded a lot of stuff. Like, I remember when Destiny was in beta and there was like a part because there's, like, there's a, a, a monster in the game called a wizard. Because they name a lot of the the aliens like, like after fantasy after classes fantasy and like goblins yeah. wizards hobgoblins and um I remember uh, one of the famous lines everybody made fun of was like Dinklage is like that wizard came from the moon I I almost was going to find audio but it's like I already had like <laughs> I already had so much audio already packed into this episode that I was like I can't find any bad Dinklage you but, know to get in there so but they totally cut <clears throat> that that whole line out after the beta and, and just redid that it was I just I, I guess like um. I I posed this question to Joe like before we started recording is like have has there ever been really a time where like they went back and basically erased someone's participation in a project like well after it has come out well Star Wars yeah I mean you like the, Dinklage got Lucas <laughs> he got Lucas hardcore he got yeah he got changed into Nolan North yeah. and then got changed into a walkie talkie is what happened yeah or I yeah just I just it like that to me like um. Well, I mean, even like you think about, like you talk about being Lucas, uh, what you know, actually, you know what, that's going to bring me to this right now. Let's do probably a good aside to this. Nineteen weeks till Star Wars comes out. Just want to remind you. So while we talk about being Lucas, do you have a fun fact about Star Wars just to throw out there? Uh, fun fact about Star Wars. Um, if you say the TIE Fighter one again, I want to <laughs> dock your points. I can't use the TIE Fighter one. No. I'm going to have to come up with one like every week now and just kind of anticipate this. So you were about to say someone got Lucas. So who got Lucas? So maybe that's your fun fact. Who got Lucas in Star Wars? Uh, well, a Boba Fett got Lucas. Okay. Um, so Jeremy Bullock originally did, uh, Bo- or was Boba Fett. And his voiceover they scrapped when the prequels came out and um i can't remember t- Tamora, the new zealand guy tomorrow yeah. morrison i think his name, i can't remember his name yeah. uh the guy who played Django fett and obviously boba's a clone so all the clones sound the same so they had him redo all the lines for boba fett in uh empire and jedi mm-hmm. because that character technically should be a clone of the actor that was in the prequels it, didn't so. they go back and like make vader look more like christensen like in the prequel, they they straight did Christensen. Like in even the, even in the Empire when they took off the mask and he was dying. No, that was that was still the same actor. Yeah, Alfred from, Hitchcock. Yeah. <laughs> so it looked like him. It was, yeah. Anyway. But um. But no, the ghost scene at the end of Jedi, like Hayden Christensen, they totally just. I saw. Yeah. 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 They okay. just threw him so, in there. So there you go, Dinklage. You're, you're like not feel, alone. Yeah. I feel like Alec Guinness should be. Uh, um, just, just put just let me be like not not oh, you. Just, yeah, just, let's. They don't put Ewan McGregor there. Let Ewan McGregor get like another 20, 20 years old, older, and then just like get him older, and then just like put him into the original Star Wars. And forget the amazing Sir Alec Guinness was even in it. That yeah. would, just thankfully, it's not going to happen now that Lucas doesn't have control over the franchise. But who knows what he would do in the future with a re-release? You know. So I just thought that was an interesting story. I, I, I like. Video game is such a medium where, especially with Destiny, which they have a 10-year plan, so they say, about having updates to content and making it more like an MMO as an ongoing experience. Sure, you're going to make changes, right? But I've just never heard of someone getting scrubbed completely out. And it's going to happen again, but it was just bizarre because it's just such a high-profile thing. So, um, Well, I think it's funny because it's like almost like, I mean... Peter Dinklage has got a lot of of Hollywood cred now. Yeah, with you know movies he's done and like Game of Thrones, obviously, and that they turn around and scrub him for like a voice actor, which is usually the other way around. Like I know, I think Blizzard's done that too with um with Sarah Kerrigan for StarCraft. Um, okay, there were a couple of they they went back and um, Trisha Helfner who played uh, Six uh, yeah. Battlestar Galactica. She does Sarah Kerrigan's voice. Oh, I didn't know that. So, That's awesome. Um, a lot of uh, like things that that she used to say in the original game and stuff like that, they kind of went over and they they I think they redubbed. So okay, well, I mean they, that that I guess that also makes sense too because StarCraft. I mean, just all Blizzard properties in general. Which next week I, I'll probably have a brief thing to talk about because um, Blizzard's announcing their next expansion to World of Warcraft. So strap in, everybody. It's going to be a nerdy show. Oh, next week could be Blizzard cast. Yeah, it could be BlizzCast. Woo! <laughs> yeah, so there's BlizzCast be... just sounds like a real thing in Ohio. I think, it actually, like, I think BlizzCast cold. is the actual cast, so if you guys are out there... Like, much sorry, love. no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen to uh, ours. No, uh, 
So yeah, that, that's yeah. going to be coming. Um, but I, they usually like, I think the higher the profile of the project, I mean, there's going to be, I mean, who, like, I think you look at like Thrall, who is like an orc character in the Warcraft series. Mm-hmm. That's always been Chris Metzen. Who's like one of the main guys for blizzard. So it's like, that's easy. Cause he still runs the company. So, but there's other people over time though, that I'm sure they've had to change. Yeah. So, Oh, uh, well, actually the guy who did the voice of, um, all oh, the old guy and Diablo, um, uh, Kane. Uh, yeah, um, he that that original actor passed away. Did he? Yeah, I think so. Because like they have him do uh, lines in Heroes of the Storm. Because like um, Heroes of the Storm has an internal conflict event going on that's all Diablo centric right now. Okay. And when you start a match, there's like a there's like a it's like a daily login event where you have to kill a treasure goblin before the match starts. So the whole team gangs up on the treasure goblin, and Kane narrates it. He's like, "Oh, hello, a treasure <laughs> goblin," and you're like, "It sounds like him." So yeah, I thought I, it was because I know, guy. like, I think he passed away, and then also for those that have played World of Warcraft, which there's many of them, not as many much now, but like there are a lot of people, like the starting zone voice guy. That guy also passed away too, like a couple expansions in. So they starting brought somebody. Zone voice guy. Yeah, there's always that voiceover when you make a new character, kind of giving you the like the story so far. You haven't played Warcraft in a long time. Wow, I haven't wow. made a new character in a long well, time. Well, if, if you were like anyway, yeah. this, this is saying that like the newer stuff, like you wouldn't even notice because they found somebody to come in to do such a good job with it. That's so, cool. Yeah, um, but I but think, not Peter Dinklage. They're not no. going to have him come and, in and do it. You know what's funny is like I I play Destiny quite a bit and um like the story was rough. Like getting through that story. What story? Yeah, exactly. But like the expansions, like with um. With House of Wolves and with the House Dark of Below. Wolves and the Dark Below, they actually did a good job because it feels like they got like some competent voice actors and a decent mm. writing behind it. Because like in Dark Below, um, the the uh, I think her name's Eris Morn. She's like a survivor, a, a, a guardian survivor of like this assault from the Hive, and she literally lived with them like Tarzan esque and went insane, okay. trying to survive and blend in with them. And then she comes back. And she still has like some of her whips, wits about her to like get you to go you, after. You've them. already given me like th- those couple sentences is more story than I got in the few weeks I played Destiny. Just yeah. getting the level cap, right? I'm just like I'm a dude with the gun. Well, pro- part of and, the problem too, and I hate this because like and Peter it, Dinklage is pe- my best friend. Never leave me, Peter Dinklage. Now are, he's gone. Yeah, people are going <laughs> to come to my house and throw bricks at me now because I'm going to say this. But I hate that they did this in Metroid because Metroid's story always centered around you running around and interfacing with stuff and having to read mm-hmm. like what went on with the space pirates and things like that in the metroids like it wasn't just like a like a narrative in a sense where you kind of like work through a story you have to play through the game and then go dig up the story in computers yeah. and stuff like that they do that with um grimorums in um destiny 2 like well the, 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 i think the bigger sin there is that the, we have technology now that you don't have to like, I mean, with Metroid, it's like, you, you, you're you right, it was a side-scroller, it was there, and it's like, it, the, the, the story's in the, the, the in-between. Like, they could just get in there, just a little bit of what they had. Um, now, it's like, with storage space and processing being what it is, there's no reason to not have plenty of story available, but the Grimoires, uh, Grimoires, not Grimoires, a uh, uh, biblical devastation, but the Grimoires, they're all available online, or you can read them aside from, and that just annoys me. Yeah, like I don't want to do that. Well, like Mass Effect has codexes, right? But at right. least if you click on them, they're they're all like voice acted. But it's kind of yeah, but it's also non essential to to really flush out the story. That's true because you like, get stories from playing the game. Like yeah. if you if you read the Grimorums, it explains so much more of the world of Destiny, like the like Dead Orbit and like the separate factions and mm-hmm. things like that it explains more about them whereas in the game you're just kind of like i don't know who this guy is he just has a thing i, about I feel like head. destiny and um oh titanfall suffered from the same thing where it's like we just don't want anything to get in front of the gameplay and i think they kind of cut their nose off to spite their face yeah but that's some of the fun if you want to have a really successful mmo and that's how wow flourished because wow's lore was always so cool and you got immersed into it as your character like you yeah everybody knows who thrall is everybody knows who like um malfurion is and like anybody on either side that's a big name guy and if you don't know listen next week as we talk about the new wow expansion i'm sure i will just be like i'll just be a puddle of excitement that's not a good image but they didn't do that with <laughs> Destiny. They had the speaker, and yeah. the speaker in Destiny, while you know, it was very well voiced by like Bill Nye. Yeah. Um, not the science guy. 
the other guy. The, the squid face. The squid face guy. Yeah. Um, squid face in real life. It, it, uh, it was like, it was like his character was underwhelming because your interaction with him was so little. And they don't really explain a lot about the big giant sphere thing, the traveler, unless you go into the Remoros. Yeah. So it's like, it kind of loses its, 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 its fanciness. That's why these expansions, when they talk about, like, Eris going and living with the Hive, it's more interesting because it's almost like a fresh start. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I'll give it another chance. Like, um, aside from, I, I think I've admitted this before, my PlayStation Plus has lapsed. So if I try to log into Destiny, I can do some overworld stuff, but I can't do strikes. I can't do any of the PvP, but I can just run around on Mars and shoot things as much as I want to, yeah. which is kind of an- annoying. But um, I, maybe I'll check it out again later. Maybe maybe this is a Diablo 3 situation where it'll take a year for the game to get good. Or, or, you know, yeah, Diablo and, and, 3 and, and ran in like patches, but Diablo yeah. 3 wasn't really pushed by the story. It was the gameplay. Yeah, but I'm talking like it was a game there, but they went in when they added patch 2.0 and they made some significant changes. The game got a lot more fun. And Diablo? I know, yeah, and it almost felt yeah. like a brand new game. You yeah, know? So it did. That's, that's all I'm saying is that you already had the, like the bones are there. That just, there's not much flesh. So they do a and, good job. And, and now a little less Diablo. flesh because uh, Dinklage is not there. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So um, moving on. Yeah, n- next uh, next story. This one's just it's it's not anything related to video games or comics or movies unless you consider the future robot war. It's related yeah. to Terminator. Yeah. So um, the Hitchbot, uh, which is not an Alfred Hitchcock robot, which would be amazing. They uh, should make one of those, though. Yes. It just comes out slowly and appears in its own movies. It has um, a little silhouette. Yeah. Um, this thing called Hitchbot, it was actually designed just to see how um, people would in- interact with technology in the sense that it looks like a little cute little robot guy with like gloves and, and boots and everything and like a little LED face and a GPS locator and like a camera because it had like a Twitter feed that would go through what it would do. Yeah. And the whole thing was to see how far it would go, like just let people take it for rides. And so did when they got to the destination, did they just take it out and put it on the curb? I don't know about that. That's so, what I don't understand because yeah. I read a couple articles about it, and like, like I don't know how the system worked. Where it's like, do you just pick it up and then it's got instructions like, "Hey, put me in my car in your car. I, I'm safe. I won't stab you." Yeah. Um, like, I don't know, but like, like the the CNN article I found about this, like, there's a photo of a guy and his friend that they picked up the Hitchbot, and they're like, we just picked up a robot. This night got really weird. I'm like, that's every 80s movie ever. I love I it. Know. I wouldn't pick that thing I up. Would, I wouldn't harp you to be amazing. Because no. either you have a really great story, or your life is like ending, but it's ending in the best way possible. It's like, I just picked up a robot along the road. I'm dead. It's amazing. I would be all about that. Like, ro- incoming robot apocalypse is probably, I prefer that than a lot think, of ways to go I don't go think up. it's going to start with a hitchhiking robot. Like, but it, it is now. Yeah. Because now. tell them what happened. So, so brief aside, this thing has made multiple journeys in different parts of the world, right? Yeah. So, Germany. Across Canada, parts of Germany, like, over Europe without anything happening, right? It ends up, like, they drop it off in the U.S., and it lasts for two weeks, and it gets beheaded in Philadelphia. Like, the city of brotherly love... Like one, at one time, the murder capital of the country. Uh, and now it's number one against Hitchhiking It's the number robots. one murder capital for robots. Yeah. Um, they, there's actually photos of this thing where you see, like, it's just it's torn it's, asunder. Yeah, it looks and, terrible. And like, it, I don't know why you would do this to this, this inanimate object. Like, and what was the quote from the, the group here? It says, uh, my trip must come to an end now, but my love for humans never fade. Thanks, friends. And then you, just, you almost just feel like there's a dot, dot, dot coming after that and it's just like you know and then that the terminator dun 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 dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this is, this is really the sequel to genesis you, because like it's just going to be them just like it's going to be ernie hitchhiking cross country because it's was all like a made by cyberdyne is that, uh, just tell me now is it it's it's probably like a precursor of cyberdyne yeah. right like so i just thought it was an interesting story because like people like there's another photo online where it actually went to a red sox game and people took it into the stadium with it so to sit there and watch the baseball game like I just think that's a, I like this idea a lot because it's just like that's it cute. really does lend. <laughs> it took it to a Red Sox game. I wonder if they had to pay for it to get in. Yeah, that would just, be effed up. <laughs> It'd be like, who's that? Oh, this is an inanimate robot. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's fourteen dollars. Yeah, it's like it's going to eat three hot dogs. We know it's going to. Uh, so I just I don't know. I like the idea that 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 was just a social experiment to see how well it would do. And it didn't last for like leave it to America to be like we're just yeah. going to break a robot that all it wants to do is smile and ride around in cars. I think if they would have started on the West Coast, it would have been fine. Yeah, maybe. I think the East Coast is like way more dangerous <laughs> to robots. Yeah, 
If it got if it was in California, it's the, probably people would have kept it, thinking it was something special. I you know I'd st- it would move in with us here, and I'd just be like, you know, it's cool, you can stay on the couch as long as you need Hitchbot. And then after a while, I'd be like, you should be uh, get a job bot. Get a job bot. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think that's a good segue. Uh, this whole hitchhiking robot and it's how its adventure ended quickly. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good segue into what we're going to talk about next. And now for our feature presentation. You can't see it. My hands are up in the air because I hit a button. It's it's so happy. It's like it it is a cross country song. Like you can probably just listen to that on loop for at least an hour before you go insane. Yeah. So uh, vacation came out. Um, So I know it's not associated with National Lampoons, but that just feels weird to saying vacation. Um, Yeah. Like I don't understand that whole like tagging national lampoons on things granted there were so many direct to dvd national lampoon stuff like why can't you just put that name on it you know i don't think that would sell it but i feel like it deserves to have it on there you know what i mean yeah like our national lampoons presents vacation or something you know like i just i just because it felt when i I first heard this movie was coming out and i knew it was supposed to be like a um vacation like reboot or sequel or whatever i just thought well that's they can't use the name because it's just kind of like their attempt at it but it really is I guess, honest to goodness, a sequel because uh, Chevy Chase is in it, Beverly D'Angelo is in it, mm-hmm. briefly, but they're both yeah, in it and they're they passing have, the I torch. They're pretty, pretty brief. And I like the idea that, that Ed Helms plays the the fifth Rusty that we've had. Sixth so, Rusty, six, actually. Sixth Rusty, okay. Yeah. So um, I figured with that, and then also, uh, so that just came out, and then also this came out. And we could talk over this because it's a little longer, but uh, Wet Hot American Summer, first day at camp. Which I'm. Slowly getting through on Netflix, which is, but it's still it's great. I know you finished it. Yeah, it's uh, so. eight episodes. It's a prequel to the movie fourteen years ago, which I have to say, watching it, like I think the most enjoyable part of the sh- the, the the show is um, the fact that everyone is so much older. Like David Wayne, he got everybody back. Um, to play and, all and the some, and like, yeah, dear, dear Lord, the, just the amount of people in this, like, you, yeah, you, you've gotten three episodes in, you haven't even gotten to like some of the other stuff that happens later, right? And I'm not going to give it away. So it just, just briefly, if people, if you haven't seen One Hot American Summer, watch it. Yeah, then it's just, on Netflix. Yeah, the The movie's on Netflix. Is, yeah. The movie came out in 2001, and the movie basically is the story of a bunch of teenagers who are camp counselors in the 80s at a camp called Camp Firewood. Mm-hmm. And it's run by Jeannie Garofalo. And um, it's basically they're just whole shenanigans. And if you're it's familiar, the last day of camp it's for la- like 1981, yep. summer 91, 81. And, yeah. and all the kids are going back home and the counselors, some of them are just worried about trying to get laid. You know, some of them are like trying to hook up with somebody else's girlfriend. And, and it's kind of like a very teenish, like, it's just like a snapshot of everything, but it goes to like that, like n- not everything that they actually have happened in a day, a could ever happen or happen. Like there's so much that happens in a single day. Like, and it's ridiculous. Like I, if yeah. you haven't seen it, just watch it. It, just, it goes from zero to stupid in a hurry in yeah. a good way. And there's really some good way. real good, like, like real good quip, quick, quick jokes in there that you yeah. just don't see coming. David Hyde Pierce steals that movie. Actually, David Hyde Pierce steals it. And also uh, Chris Maloney, Chris Maloney is really yeah. funny in that. Um, and, and this prequel series, they got Chris Maloney back and David Hyde Pierce is back too. I haven't gotten any David Hyde Pierce yet. You'll, you'll see. It's it's there. I, um, I know he's in it. I know yeah. he's in it. But yeah, I th- but I was saying like the thing that I that I that I get that I enjoy a lot about it is like in the original in 2001, everybody was kind of in their mid 20s playing like teenagers and like 16 year olds. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the joke. It's like these guys, these people do not look like they're teenagers working at a summer camp. So now the TV show is a prequel to that. And these people are considerably 15 years older. And yeah. it definitely shows. And they're still playing the 15, 16 year old kids. <laughs> Which, if you watch too, like as you see, like there's a mix of um, like kids, like, you know, campers. And there's like these other people too that look like they're older. I wonder. And I asked this of Mary when we were watching. I wonder if they, these older look like they're just like kids, like campers as well. If they weren't the original kids from the first movie that they just brought back and be like, hey, play campers still. Because it would make me feel like, because there's like, you see these kids just all sitting around with, and they're not counselors. They're just like older kids or older people. So it makes me wonder if they're just trying to get across this mix of like everybody's kind of I don't older. think so. But the one kid yeah. that they got to play the radio kid, he looks a lot like the other kid. Yeah. It's they just, did a good you, job. You'll see though, like sitting in the mess hall, kid. it's like. 
these yeah. aren't all these these aren't all counselors. Why are these people with stubble? Yeah. It just it gets weird, but uh, yeah. it's it's highly enjoyable. But I figured, you know what? Like it makes sense. You got your vacation movie. You got your wet hot American summer. Um, it's the dog days of summer right now, which I looked up. That's actually technically true because it goes to like late August, where it's kind of like the the hottest, like swelteringest part of the summer. Yeah. Everything's kind of in a daze. Everyone's waiting to go not see Fantastic Four next week. And, you know, like, because like, <laughs> the, the whole movie, like, spectacle for the summer's kind of crested. Yeah. And, they, and they, we're kind of done. Entertainment's kind of at a lull right now. Everyone's starting to wrap up. Summer blockbusters have kind of yeah. hit their hit their end. Um, and, like, you know, we wanted to talk about... I didn't get to see Vacation. Um, my girlfriend went and saw it uh, with her family. And, like, I came home from work one day. I was like, oh, what would you do today? She's like, I went to the movies. I'm like, what would you go see? And she's like, vacation. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I wanted to see that. And I'm like, oh. So I think I might go see it, like, with one of my buddies, like, in a week or so. But So how often does she go see a movie that you have interest in going to see, though, as well? Not often. Because, like, I go see way more movies than she does. And, yeah, like, same here. Like, she'll, she'll very rarely. I think the only movie that she was kind of mad about me going to see was Mad Max. And she wasn't mad. She was just like, oh, I kind of wanted to see that. And I'm like, oh, well, if you would have let me know, I would have waited. Yeah. But it did not, Mad Max did not seem like, you know, a movie that you wanted to check out. So, yeah. But, because I, I asked that, because like, there's a lot of times where I'm just like, I want to go see this. And Mary's like, I don't know what that is. I'm like, I'm just going to go. And then every so often she's like, well, I wanted to see that. I'm like, I didn't realize that. Now I'm yeah. a bad person. So, right. um, yeah. So we're at that point now where that's like all the good stuff. Maybe like I say that there's still some, like, I think there's some good movies coming, but we're kind of that, that law. And it makes me think of, you got, you know, summer vacations, you got like summer camp and this, that makes me think of like, um, just the movies and experiences that are from that time. Like, like we think of like, I mean, obviously what hot America summer set in the early eighties, uh, the vacation movies went from like the the mid eighties up through the nineties, even now I guess right. But well, I mean, yeah, even now. But like, like the Chevy Vegas Chase Va- era was kind of like mid nineties. Yeah, Vegas like, vacation. Vegas vacation came out like late nineties. Yeah, and that was it for for all that. So, um, so my question then for for Joe is like I guess first is like like um, did you go on any like summer vacations as a kid? Did you actually go and do any of that stuff? <sighs> not not really. Um, like anything that was summer vacation for me was like. Like, I would go to family reunions, and mm-hmm. that wasn't really a vacation. Like, yeah, it kind of was, but like we would go to actually we would go to West Virginia, so I may have ran into you, but we would get there were like there were a couple of different like was I on a porch playing a banjo, and then everyone's just like, oh, that's the wrong state, that's Deliverance State, not West Virginia. <laughs> you know, um, anyway. But we would we would go to different places. Like uh, I think we went to Ogilvy once, um, and I can't remember this one place. We went to this one place like three times. And they had cabins and stuff and a golf course. And it was nice. And we would just like, and then, you know, everybody would show up and we would just hang out and play checkers in a big cabin hall. But and that's like with family. So that's probably a little different than like a summer camp experience. No, because I like didn't the, go to summer camp. Yeah. I uh, The one time I had the opportunity to go to summer camp, um, I, I'm, I'm really allergic to poison ivy. Like I found this out because I used to just like we used to have a um like a pretty big wooded area in my backyard when I was a kid. Okay. And we would just go me and my dog and my brother would just go play around in the woods like whatever tag or just, you know, yeah. turn rocks over, whatever. <laughs> um stab things in the dirt. Yeah, it'll be yeah. like <laughs> you know, kid things, you know. I found a sharp stick. Look, <laughs> a dead animal. Uh but a homeless person stick. One yeah. of, actually, you know, you might appreciate this. Just real quick sidebar. A throwback to uh, Cliffhanger from Schwarzenegger. Or okay. not Schwarzenegger, uh, Stallone. Um, I remember when that movie came out, me and my buddy watched it. And then like two weeks later, we were in the creek, um, like out back, like way deep kind of in the woods. And we found like this cliff that scaled up at the at the foot of the creek but then there was this tree at the top that had these really long vines okay they were coming down and we're like we should climb up this like cliffhanger <laughs> and this thing was probably like 20 to 30 feet high so, so enough if you fall you're gonna really hurt yep. yourself yeah. and and the whole time like we're just like i don't know if this is you know this vine is sturdy we're just pulling on it and then like we slowly start climbing and we got to the top and i'm like Man, those vines could have broke. We would have died. Nobody know. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of the adventures I had. In anyway, yeah. But um, I, of all the movies that you emulated as a child, it's Cliffhangers, the one where you're like, you know, we should totally do that. Yeah. yeah. But like, uh, yeah, that was I, I totally lost where I was going. No, you're talking about like summer camp experiences. You couldn't. Oh, go summer to camp. Ivy. So poison yeah. ivy. So I got poison ivy doing crazy stuff like cliffhanger stuff in the woods. Anyway, so it was really bad when I got it. Okay. So the one time we were going to go to summer camp, um, uh. I went and I got like I, it was like it was kind of like a vaccination or it was something to 
boost my immune system. Okay. Right? And like, and, yeah. and it didn't work. It backfired. It was just like it made it like worse. It made it worse. Yeah. It was just like I got a shot for something, and like my arm swelled up, and then like you know like I just basically kind of like poofed out because it was like my body's like oh look it's poison ivy everybody blow up, <laughs> and like everybody went and my and then like my mom was like well we'll get our money back because you can't go. So I never got to go to so summer camp. So you're sitting there like salt. Like you, they're just rolling you out of there. Yeah, like. exactly. <laughs> so now everybody knows my weakness. So if you guys hate the podcast, just send me some poison ivy. You open it up and be like, oh, this is like, oh, no. Why? Yeah. Why is this in my, why did it end up in my mouth? I don't know. Um, so I guess I, because I didn't really, we, I did, I had one summer vacation when I was a kid. And it was in, uh, I think it was my dad trying to win brownie, brownie points with us. <laughs> we went to Williamsburg. To Bush Gardens. Okay. And that was like the only thing I remember. Like I was like, close, I think I was in middle school and we did that. And that was like the one, the one trip. And that was like, like two days and we were out. Like it wasn't like a whole big adventure. It was like, I think my dad was just like, we have enough for tickets and you're probably going to want to drink every so often. And that's about it. So, that, <laughs> so I didn't really do the summer camp thing. Uh, we had Bible school. I don't know if you ever went to vacation Bible school. No. Yeah. Are you familiar with this or not at all? I, yeah. I endured a year of Catholic school. I don't know that counts. Uh, vacation Bible school was like a week long event where, at least where I was, there like the church had its own bus. We'd all get on the bus at night. Like this sounds really creepy, and then go to the church like in the evening, and they'd have like little skits. And you could do arts and crafts, and, okay. and was, like, you'd always look forward to it. I don't know why. I think I looked forward to the cookies and the juice, and then you get to ride in the bus at night. I don't. I had a very uh, like very mediocre childhood where I'm like night bus riding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. I mean. I went on some interesting field trips in school, like to D.C., but I don't really consider that like a well, That's true. Vacation. So, I, I, so these movies exist. Like, you, know, you got, like, um, you know, your meatballs. Uh, uh, what else is there? Ernest Goes to Camp. Um, like, uh, Heavyweights. If you remember Heavyweights with mm-hmm. uh, Ben Stiller. So, and that was more about, like, you know, I guess fat kids fighting back as opposed to being, like, a summer camp movie. But, like, there's something there that I feel is a very intrinsically, like, American. And I don't mean, like, as in a negative con- connotation, but I can't think of, like, like um, you, when you think of like Americana, you think like summer camp. You think yeah. like going away and having this like you're a kid, but like your 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 brain goes not through changes, but you have experiences that you wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, and because time gets compressed, right? So like so like what they made the the joke in What Hot American Summer that it was only for eight weeks total. Mm-hmm. Eight weeks isn't a long time. It is when you're a kid. That's that was going to be my point. Yeah. Eight weeks is forever when you're a kid. Like eight yeah. weeks now, I'm just like crap i did this two months ago i'm like i don't remember anything well yeah and it's like um i was making i was telling um mary about this like i worked at cedar point for a few summers and like uh right now what is today is the fourth of august um right around now people will probably want to start going back to school like in two weeks so i just told her i was like it's like well all the relationships that people got into it's like now they're going to find out if like you know what's going to happen or if they're going to start sweeping it under the rug to go back to college yeah but it was like this weird like everything was moving so fast but everything was like stuck at the same time, I don't know how to quantify. This is like summers when you're young are just a weird it force is. of nature. I have like a lot of fond memories and, and and like I didn't do summer vacation, but I had a lot of Cedar Point summers. Yeah, because like a couple of my friends, we would get season passes to oh, so Cedar you'd be Point there all the time, and we would just go. Like it would just be like if anybody, whether it was like our my parents, my buddy's parents, his girlfriend's parents. If they were going, everybody would just pile in the car and be like, mm-hmm. we all have passes. We're all just going to go together. And it's funny because I look back on that now and, like, I had so many fond memories of waiting in line just hanging out with my friends. Yeah. And now, like, I, I last time I went to Cedar Point, I went with my girlfriend a couple of years ago and we, we were in line for the Maverick two hours and I was miserable. <laughs> and I'm just like, who the hell wants to wait in line for three minutes? Like, I'm sitting there and I'm just like, God, I'm so old. So, like, like... But and and then I, I reflected on that because I'm just like, man, I used to stand in line for three hours for the Raptor, and it was the coolest thing in the world because I would just sit there and talk to all my friends. Yeah, and we were a bunch of kids, you know. I my one story I'll tell you about standing in line, and it's not not me. It's when I worked there. It was the my last summer was the summer the Millennium Force came out, so 2000, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was opening a hat store on the Midway towards the front of the park. I miserable, stupid foam cowboy hats, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like um like the one Jim Carrey weren't dumb and dumber yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know anyway so um but I'd be there early in the morning because as soon as the gates open people are going to fill into the park so they want all the stores open but so right um people would literally run full speed down the midway just try to get to be first in line for the Millennium Force and it was like something like out of like um 
I don't want to say the running man, but it was like something like out of like a post-apocalyptic future because people would leave their loved ones behind. They would just go and they would just turn around and start yelling at everybody like, you need to pick it up. And it was like very vicious and weird. I, I wanted to set out a little card table with like cups of water and hold them out as they go running by. Just like, just like, <laughs> hey, go. go, you go. could be first. You could be first. Just yeah. push, push. Yeah. And if you're not, just buy a cowboy hat from me. It'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was it? That reminds me of like, I used to work, uh, I used to work security at a mall a long time ago. Yeah, and, I, I never knew this. Yeah, third. <laughs> I used to work a third shift, and and this my my experience. I've had many Black Friday experiences. <laughs> this was the one that set like the the painted the biggest picture for me because I I had to keep these people in check before they came in the mall. Yeah, I had a couple other people there to help me, but I got to see like the underbelly of like human beings on Black Friday. Was this like the Randy Marsh in South Park whenever he? Yeah, was that's exactly <laughs> what it was like. Like I was standing there, and I'll never forget. Like because it was probably property so people would start lining up when they're and everybody had minivans of course yeah and this is like probably in 2001 i want to say this is before a lot of the weird stuff they started doing now before they opened up on yeah. thanksgiving um so like i want to say it was like at four or five in the morning and people were trying to get in kb toys when kb toys was still around oh okay and i told everybody i was like they would show up and i'd be like hey you guys can't park on property at two in the morning you got to go across the street where it's public and wait and then you know once it hits just come over here so there was like this huge train of cars and then like when it actually hit they all came in and i'll never forget this lady running at full speed with a list she had a list and it wasn't a list for stuff she had to buy she's like i have the order we're standing in line oh wow and i was like whoa and she was like grabbing people like pulling them back like no no like stop and i'm like (laughs) and i'm just watching this unfold like i want to watch them tear each other apart i'm not gonna stop this it's just like there's that you're like this is this is the end of humanity right here that's that's it wow and then like once they got inside i was standing in line i was standing there watching them outside kb toys just making sure nobody did anything stupid and they're like do they have any game cubes i'm like i don't work there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like four people asked me, do you know what's in there? And I'm like, stuff. no, stop toys, hopes and dreams. You're not getting I'm your, like, your child's uh, disappointment. They I probably know. have that in stock. I got I know that was a, that was a black Friday, cold Christmas story and not, that's not a, a, that's not a, a vacation. Story. But anyway, that just reminded me of your story that's about funny. the millennium force and people running and you're just watching <laughs> these people. Like it's just a ride. Yeah. You'll get there. It's not going to go anywhere. I mean, yeah. it's going to go up and down and then come back to the station. It's fine. But yeah. so then, okay. So we got, um, vacation movies, like, uh, camp movies, like summer movies. Right. So my question then is, is to you, like, what are the, like the archetypes? Like what, what makes these movies? Like you think you watch them. It's like they, they follow a certain pattern. I mean, obviously beginning, middle and end, but even that, like even a lot of these aren't so much about beginning, middle and end. It's just more about like a day in a life. I think, yeah, it's not about, like, getting to, like, the end of those eight weeks. It's the journey in between. Because, like, certain movies like Wet Hot American Summer, it's a coming-of-age thing. It's, like, it's what you experienced in, like, in that small amount of time. Because it's it's almost like a time capsule. Did you see Adventureland with uh, Eisenberg? I didn't because Kristen Stewart was in it, and I try to avoid that. Oh, it's, you know, I it it was actually filmed in Kennywood Park in Pittsburgh, which is a amusement park there. And it, the guy who um, like directed or wrote it actually worked at Kitty Wood. So it was like kind of like a weird coming-of-age thing for him. And I watched it, and there's a lot there that rang true to me because I worked at an amusement park. So there's a bit where it kind of go cycle back to a ride there playing the same song over and over again. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of funny. But that was kind of the same thing you're talking about. It's like this guy, I don't know if it was his last day working there, but it felt like it was a small time frame in which he worked at this park. And it was like weird 80s. It seems like the 80s is like the time that everybody goes back to. I, I don't know. It seems like that's like the, the decade when like everything, well, like the, the John Hughes decade yes. when everything had emotions. But like it, the eighties kind of forces you. It's that perfect time. I, I hate to, I know there's a lot of people that would listen and are born in different timelines, but Time, it, different realities, different realities. <laughs> We're crab people. We'll get to crab, you in a second. I yeah. promise. We'll talk about all about the crustacean, uh, theme. Claws up guns down. That's what I tell crab people. I don't know. <laughs> No, but the 80s, like, you didn't have, like, like some technology that interferes with vacations nowadays. Because, like, I think – I haven't seen the new vacation movie, but I'm sure, like, a lot of vacations can get ruined by a lot Just of – Constant. Te- constant you know, yeah. smartphones and stuff. Like, I talked to people that, um, that have gone on vacation. They were like, we were in Europe – and, like, my family's on the train, and, like, they're just nose-buried in these iPhones, and nobody else, no local Europeans are looking at their phones. 
So yeah. it's like you're on vacation, but you're not on vacation from that. Like okay. the one time I did go to Cedar Point the last time with my girlfriend, uh, we locked all of our stuff in the locker and inadvertently we forgot we locked our cell phones. It was enjoyable. <laughs> like, because then you're forced to interact and you're forced to yeah. experience, right? But I think and, part yeah. of that, like that eighties moment it, it, and it kind of like it forces that to to have people interact more. Um, cause even in the nineties there, there was, there was not so much cause the internet started to poke around. I mean, like, I, like I'm sure there's still going to be coming of age stories no matter what. I mean, even I didn't see it recently, but I know the perks of being a wallflower is kind of one of those. I read the book years ago. It was really, really good, but that was also set in like the like mid nineties. Okay. Um, so that's also kind of one of those things where it didn't like the, you're right. There's definitely a gap, um, in these type of ideas from when technology, when it took that big leap forward. Right. So I don't know if that's necessarily the defining trait. Cause I'm sure as we go on, there's going to be people that come back like, remember that summer of 2014, it was crazy. You know, and it's yeah. going to be all the selfies I took on the beach, you know, <laughs> that that's going to, you know, Oh, we used to post all this stuff, you know, we would go get ice cream and then just everybody, we show everybody back home that it's not nice. It was the summer of Instagram. It was so crazy. Yeah. You know? So, um, so then, but like, okay. So, um, you talk about the journey, not the destination though. So it always has to be like, it feels like this is always like you got that one person. that's like the social outcast. Yeah. That's kind of like the surrogate for the viewer. Then you always have that one person that's just trying to, trying to make it one way or another. Right. Yeah. But then it just feels like there's always like, um, there's always those archetypes. And also with like travel movies, it's always it's starting off with the best of intentions, but it's always the, there's always complications that happen no matter what. Right. Like little Miss Sunshine, like that keeps getting like, that's a great travel yeah, movie. It like, is. Absolutely. And I almost ended up pulling something from that for, for something we're going to do later, but I knew you wouldn't have possibly have gotten um, the things associated with it. Cause that movie is actually kind of arty, but so, um, cause there's a piece of music that plays and it's beautiful. Uh, cause I feel like every road movie has to have like a space where there's just music playing. Yeah. And like that one song. So, uh, let's see here. What else we got here? Uh, so we got stereotypes. We talked about that journey, not the destination. Um, and I was about to ask you, I actually wrote down here. Uh, do you think, um, I said summer camp movies, but do you think like these, um, these destination movies are like a thing of the past? Do you think they're going to go away? I mean, or do you think it's going to always kind of be stuck in this? No, cause, cause they try, they, they try to do it with them. What was the one movie that came out that was a destination movie? That's almost, it's not a vacation movie. It's, um, uh, Jason Sudeikis was in it, and Jennifer Aniston. Oh, we're the Millers. We're the Millers. That's it. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that, you're right. A, that was kind of like that. Yeah, that's that's a travel destination movie, and it's all about the journey. Yeah, you know. So yeah, and I enjoyed that. And, I mean, that's and, recent. Yeah, it was. And that was actually better than I was expecting it to be. It was actually kind of good. So, um, yeah. So and also, like, I figured the other thing too. I was just going to show here briefly, and and you guys can chime in too, please. Uh, um, invading podcast on Twitter. Uh, invasion of the podcast on uh, Facebook and then also invading podcast gmail.com. Uh, please write to us. Like, let us know what your thoughts are. Like favorite, favorite summer movies, favorite summer moments, you know, if you keep it PG 13 or under, that'd be fine. Um, now we're in the spot where like, I don't want to say nothing good's coming out, but we're kind of in that lull before like the fall starts. So you got all the game releases and then the, like the big Oscar, like bait movies come out, you know, and like also the big winter spectacle movies like star Wars is coming. So it's going to destroy everything. Right. Is there anything right now that you feel like you've been such a rush this summer to get to everything else that you've kind of put on the back burner that you're going to get to now? Kind of like my summer's over, school's going to start, I get my summer reading done. Yeah, you got to get your summer reading list. Um, well, see, it's different because, like, I mean, that's a good analogy to use, the summer reading thing, but, like, it's hard because, like, I, I don't feel like summer is ever a time when I'm, like, getting getting a break at anything. Well, I mean, that's being a grown-up, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> if I had to if I had to say I got to burn through summer reading, um, I want to get through Arrow. Uh, have you started Arrow yet or not? I have. Okay. Um, I wanna, it, it takes a little bit to get going, trust I me. I want to get through Arrow. Um, I need to get caught, caught up on some of my comics. Okay. Like, I have a stack full of Outcast which is an image comic by Robert Kirkman, who, as you guys know, does Walking Dead. Okay. This is his new uh It's book. like the sci-fi one? Is that? No. 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 He did another one that was more sci-fi, right? That was like, it was something, I forget. It was Are something you, called Air or Oxygen or something, right? Wasn't there another one he did? I don't maybe know. That, maybe that was a movie project. Anyway. Well, anyway, Outcast is basically another uh, horror fiction no- or 
graphic novel series that he did with Image, and it's all centered around demonic possession. Okay. So take Walking Dead, and instead of zombies, you have demonic possession. Hmm. And it got picked up by Showtime, like, immediately. Well, like, I mean, anything he's doing right now, people yeah. want to be part of. So, like, it's, I want to say it's, like, 10 issues in, and Showtime's already developing shows for it. Wow. So it's going to be out either this year or next year on Showtime, and I've gotten three or two or three issues into it, and I've been just stockpiling them because I just want to like binge just them, just tear through it. Yeah, and it's funny because like I keep buying them, and I'm like, I haven't read them, but I'm like, I know it's going to be good because the first couple I read, I was like, this is pretty gritty, okay, like like, like Walking Dead. So it was kind of like revisiting Walking Dead, and I want to get get into that. Um, gaming wise, I do. I do want to get away from Destiny and Heroes of the Storm because those are kind of just time sync games that I could just drop 30 minutes and just be like, yo, I'll just do a match. Yeah. Um, and I want to kind of play something with a story. I think I'm going to try to borrow my buddy's copy of The Witcher 3. So I heard that's good. I heard that's like like, like deep. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's not a bad thing. I, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> Movie-wise, I, don't, I mean, there's tons of movies always, you know. Yeah. I feel like I've I've neglected reading in all sorts. Um, like I, you know, you've brought some comics to me that I I, I just felt I I'm so bad about returning things. So I was like, I better read Joe's books. He, he let me borrow. So I, oh, like, you're you know, bad about returning things. Who had Battle Royale for like nine years? <laughs> I, f- I forced it on you against your will, but you kept it as a good steward and finally brought it back to me. So that I, was wonderful. I, um, you know how many times I moved when I had that, and yeah. I, and not once did I go ah f it, just throw it in that pile. Paul Paul will be forgotten. So the, like the the only manga I've ever owned, like there book series is battle royale and it's 20 books and i let i lent joe the first book and then i had all the other 19 and like he got it back to me eventually but i'm just like i'm gonna be that guy that doesn't have that first book and it's gonna just drive me nuts so he brought it back as you know as a good citizen of, of comicdom so yeah. so i had his other two books for like two weeks i'm just like i better read them because i'm so bad about reading stuff so i read those <laughs> um i feel like there's um been a couple of stephen king books that have come out that i've not given a chance to yet like revival came out recently somewhat recently i feel like i'm going to actually i haven't read a novel in a while and i used to read a lot and i haven't really read anything recently so i think i want to dig into that gaming wise here i have so many sins to confess uh, mass effect 3 please don't ruin it for me people um, Red Dead uh, Re- Redemption, not Red Dead. Red Dead oh Revolver. man, that's a good one. I started to play it again. I was like, "This is so good." And I just it's kind of so put it down good. again. Um, I think these are ones that's like I, I know I should play. These are core games I need to get to. Uh, um, Alien um, Isolation. I got it for my birthday last October. Caught a couple hours in. I heard it was good. It is good. I suck at it, but no. I need to get back to it. So it's like I feel like I'm going to find time now to get in. Oh, and Doctor Who. I, I think I'm going to find um, knuckle down and try to knock out a couple more seasons of Doctor Who because I got to through one season of Tenant. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Not Tenant's not bad. Tenant's not bad. Please don't. Tenant's don't hate still at my me. favorite. Like I, I, he's a lot of people. I still favorites. like Eccleston, but I mean that's I've only seen two Doctors, so I don't have much else to compare it to right now. Yeah. And I know that. Um, Old, old angry man doctor that that season's actually being put on Netflix very soon. So I, you know, I feel like there's a lot there that I should probably get to. So, yeah. Um, um, I would recommend getting a little more, uh, blizzard under your belt too. I think you should give, did you play Diablo three all the way through? Yeah. I finished Diablo three. I ended up buying Reaper oh Starcraft. I haven't played Starcraft. Starcraft. You should yeah. give the story a spin. That's another thing that's on my list too. I want to replay Starcraft two, mm-hmm. uh, just because Legacy of the Void's coming out, which is the third expansion of Starcraft two. Yeah, which man. is going to tie up. Man, it feels like we should have a Blizzard cast, but like, that's uh, that would be that, that's that's oh, uh, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. So all you Blizzard fans out there, if you guys have been listening and you're eating up all the movie stuff, we're just going to go full out computer nerd. Yeah, there's going to be a moment there where everyone's going to accuse me of keyboard turning, and I'm going to be like, it's true. It's so true. Um, uh, yeah, like I, you know, I even played Hero Storms for like a second, like just a second, and I just haven't gotten. I haven't been playing anything recently. I just I don't know. I know. Like it's just it's been kind of. I'm, I'm usually on. I'm yeah. either on Hearthstone on my phone sometimes, or <laughs> I saw you on today. Like I was playing Hearthstone on lunch. Yeah. And then I look. Well, I saw you logged in. I'm like, he's at work. Why would he be logged in? Because <laughs> I because I'm playing Hearthstone. Uh, but um, like, yeah, I see when you're on. I'm so like wait, Santa Claus. I'm a Blizzard Santa Claus. My question for you: So when you're playing on your phone, because ever I do have Hearthstone for my phone, mm-hmm. but like, if you have to stop playing, what does that do for the match? Is it just like no? It doesn't pause it. You just yeah. So like, if something happens, then the other person's going to probably it's going to time out. Yeah. Okay. I was curious about that. No. So, okay. Cause like, I can't play at work and slack. Like, <laughs> like, like, like play and then like stop 
and then pull it, like pause it or yeah. anything like that. No. Nope. Okay. So I don't do I don't do that. So you I don't just like give, you don't want to give those easy matches away to people. Yeah. Okay. No. So all right. So there there we go. Um, summer movies, vacation movies. Uh, I think that's a it's an interesting topic. And then, but the other thing too, and th- this is before we go on to the mixtape that I have for Joe. Um, here is the surprise. I was going to tell Joe there's a surprise coming. He didn't know what it was. And, and this ties in, like, this was a stroke of uh, inspiration I had today. When you think of summer camps and you think of everything else, what, what comes to mind? Activities. Arts and crafts. Right. right? So you just sit there for a second. I'm going to put my headphones down. I'll be back. And I'm going to go over in the corner here. I got something for you, Joe. And this is, we're going to have a contest. Oh, jeez. And this is the contest for people. Please, I know we... Um, we tried doing a contest before with the di- with the the grow dinosaur stuff. Then you know that you know I guess people love dinosaurs so much they were mute and terrified to do anything because they're just like I don't know I love dinosaurs but they may attack. This I think this is a fun one. So Joe, you describe what I'm about to hand to you. You describe it to the viewers. Okay. Yeah. Oh, getting up, moving, almost dropping a chair. Uh-oh. Yeah, this is what's happening. I was going right to say, those are SNES cartridges. <laughs> yeah, right. Did you make this, so, Paul? I think we should have coloring contests. Oh, yeah, coloring contest. So we're going to have some coloring contests. So I printed out copies of the logo. And so far, so Mary Mary colored one. Okay. We'll, we'll, put, these, we'll put these up. On, we'll, and I, I made one, too. Oh, there's a cat on here. It's a nice some... cat. And then I figured, you know, if you're going to get all arts and craftsy, like like Mary made this. Holy crap. And what, and what is it that you see there, Joe? And I made one as well. So we'll, we'll tweet pictures out. Okay. So, um, so yeah, we made some arts and crafts for the show. Can Okay. So, so you printed these off of, what did you print these off of? I, I well, I mean, I made, so, okay, let me, let me set this down and get my headphones back on. So what I did is um, I had um, the logo that we have for the show that if you guys see, like if you check out like on on iTunes or whatever, you'll see like the little spaceship guys, right? Yeah. I have that saved as an Adobe file. So I went through and just took all the colors out. Oh. And then since it's a vector, I can make it whatever size I want. So you should put these up on our page so people can print them out. No, I well that's that's a good suggestion because I made them into PDFs and we can link them and people could just like open them up and do whatever they want. Look at that, guys. We got a a color. A coloring contest going on. So um, my, my challenge is, like, there's the one that just, like, there's two Invasion of the Podcast one. One is just, like, of the regular logo without color. And the other one I'm encouraging, we'll show you photos, to cut them out and make make something, like, arts and crafty. Like, Mary and I use crayons, and, and Mary says hers wins. I'm telling her. Wait, I said, no. Hers? Well, you guys, you, that, does not, that doesn't matter. No, yes. hers is the one with the more popsicle sticks. Oh. <laughs> What like it looks fancy, and she's like, "Well, I win it by default because you can't win your own contest." I was like, "Says who?" So I, I, can. I made the rules. So so the rules are: I won already. No, Why'd I'm you joking. Use the same colors. <laughs> like, look, I think she won because look, she did. She You're did right. different. I wanted to show people like a, like a, just an example. She put a rainbow cat in here. That's true. You're right. And for me, I just wanted to be like, I wanted to see how this would look. So I tried using the same colors. You also I, spelled your name wrong. Yeah, well, you know, like this, I had to show people that I, I made that. So um, that's, that's our challenge. Cool. We're going to do we're, we're gonna do some arts and crafts, some summer summer projects. Uh, please, like, I'll put those up on the, the webpage. I'll, I'll share them out. Like, just if people, what, just print them out, color them, do whatever you want. Just please keep it PG-13. Uh, no dicks and no swear words. That would be like, just don't be like invasion of the dicks. Like, don't do that, please. Don't, don't, don't. Now that I've said that, it's just, that's all it's going to be is it's going to be penises as far as the eye can see. So, um, but yeah, what we'll do is, uh, we'll like, oh, like, yeah, man. do that, post them on the wall or whatever. We'll, we'll figure out a way. We'll pick a winner. We'll come up with the prize. I just thought that'd be a lot of fun. That's cool. So, yeah. Uh, so, and maybe Joe will make a couple too. Cause that's why I gave you some blanks. So you could color them yourself. I don't think I have anything to color with. Well, I, I bought crayons today. So if you want to use crayons or whatever. So anyway, so n- now onto the last bit here. Um, I decided since we were talking about vacation movies and road trip movies and all that, that I put together a mixtape for Joe and Joe has to guess, um, what movie this is from. So the first one is this, <laughs> I don't know if you know this one or not. No, that was a, that's a tough one. Um, well, obviously that's from vacation. Okay. So there you go. Which, that's... Which, which one? I'm joking. Okay. So, okay. That was the easy oh, one. Almost all of them. <laughs> almost. Now this one. Larry Moore! 
Uh, that's from uh, Dumb and Dumber. Yes. Which is a great road Bo- trip movie. Actually, both of them are a good road trip movie. Like, the second one wasn't bad. I hadn't seen the second one. Yeah. But I, I, was, I was debating between that or, like, Kingpin, because Kingpin's also a road trippy movie. I remember that song when I was, I think it was in sixth grade. Seven, no, seventh or eighth grade. I don't know. But I remember when that song came out, and everybody would sing it. And I remember this one time in English class, somebody was singing it, and uh, my English teacher got so pissed because somebody said, she don't like meat, but, but she, she sure likes, likes the bone. bone. Yeah. yeah, New Age Girl. That was That's the name of the song. I just did the whole DJ thing there. New, New Age Girl. Coming up next is this one. Some people would say this is the definitive like road movie. Definitive road movie? Like, just travel, riding around some motorcycles in the painted desert with Dennis Hopper. Freerider? Or... Um, Easy Rider. Oh, Easy Rider. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Freerider. That works, too. Wasn't... Uh, what's his name in it? Uh, Fonda? Peter Fonda. Peter yeah. Fonda. Yeah. All right. So, this this one... Okay. So, this might ramp up in difficulty a little bit. So, what about this one? Is this Blues Brothers? No, but you're not far off. Oh, wait. So, it's a John Hughes movie. It's a very like popular one that like uh, it's always it's associated with Thanksgiving. It has John Candy in it. Uncle Buck? No. Steve Martin. Oh, Planes, Trains. It's right before he, st- he starts driving down the road the oh, wrong way. Oh, I didn't know that song was, he was just I saw Planes, Trains, and Automobiles like year. I've only seen it like once. Oh. Well, and once, I mean, I was like nine, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, 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 he's singing it and just driving down the road, and then Steve Martin wakes up. He's like, what are you doing? They're, they're, they're driving down the road the wrong way. Um, that's actually coming to one of the Cleveland cinemas like for Thanksgiving this year, so yeah. I'm probably going to check it out. So let's see. What do we got here? Oh, this one. I told you I'm bad at this. Okay. Well, okay. So that one's a road movie. Um, you got to throw me a bone. has uh, Kevin Arnold from The Wonder Years in it. They're going to California with his The autistic- Wizard? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, California. And then The Power Glove because it's so bad. You know? yeah. So, all right. So let's see here. What else we got here? If you don't know this one, you're not going to know this one, but I'm going to play it anyway because I think you'll kick yourself when you realize it. You've heard this before. I have heard this before. Kurt Russell. He's Stuntman Mike. Is that, that a travel it's, movie? Th- th- death Proof. I'd call that a road yeah, no, movie. Yeah, no, that is totally a road movie. Yeah, you know what? Because uh, they that came on the swinging sounds of the 70s when the girls are going to uh, Yeah, because he records it, and then that's the song that's playing as soon as yeah. the car just, just obliterates them. Right? Is it? Yeah. I thought it was the one when they were going to the play. Like, they were, all the girls were pick, getting picked up. I was sure. I thought it was the whole bit where she was like requested the song, put her feet out the window. You're right because her foot's out the window and and it's just kind of going destroyed. Yeah. So yeah, I thought you would appreciate that. So okay, Uh, here's another one. Oh, this Rain Man. There you go. You got that one. All right. All right. So last one. This one's a really tough one. I don't know if you're gonna get it or not. You don't know this one? David no. Spade, Chris Farley. Oh, Tommy Boy. <laughs> See, I told you I'm bad at the oh. the, the, mu- the, the music the trivia stuff. Where they're, like, they're flipping through the radio, and they're like, well, I guess like, if it works for you, and they start and, singing like, the when song. When they start singing R.E.M., yeah. and they don't know the words. I was trying to find that, but I just thought this would be a better <laughs> one. So that was our that was my challenge. Of oh, okay. And, and you you know, you, you did I well. Didn't, I didn't do as bad as I thought I was going to do, because you told me, you're like, I got a mixtape challenge for you. I'm like, I never know any music. <laughs> like, I'm terrible with remembering music. Well, I thought I picked some stuff that was kind of yeah. iconic with the movies they were in, so I wasn't trying to find like the tough stuff, you know? You know but, what? Uh, and think about it, too. Like, all those ones that you had, like like Tommy Boy. Um, What else was in there? Uh, oh, well, I had... Blue, uh, well, Blues Brothers. Uh, I, I had Blues Brothers. I had Boom, Boom, Boom I was going to play, um, but I just... 
I, just, I didn't know if that was too obscure. And plus, I started running out of space for me to play it. And like, but like they, the uh, I the pattern with a lot of SNL alumni doing travel road movies. Well, I, that, that makes sense because I mean, then it gives you more opportunities for the characters to interact and riff off each other, right? So, yeah. and if you got a premise that's kind of thin, which I mean, Tommy Boy was never an SNL thing, but I mean, it's like he got Spade and, and Farley. Oh, and Lauren were, didn't didn't have any hand. Well, in I, I think Boy, maybe or? he's a producer, but that wasn't a skit. It wasn't like no, the, it yeah, wasn't. You know, but um, I mean, like. The the actors that came from yeah. that that show and then the production, you know, it's like even I, even I mean, hell, we were talking about where the Middlers, Sudeikis was in that. Like, yeah, you know, you're right. So I mean, I think it's more like characters that can riff. I think that's a good a good way for that. So, uh, but yeah, I thought that'd be a fun little little end to that. So okay, so let's just keep in mind, everybody, color your stuff. Like mm-hmm. I just got a, got a color. We're going to put up our, our arts and crafts that we made so far with the logo. Um, and then please like, we'll come up with a cool prize. Um, I don't know what that is right now. Cause I just came up with the coloring thing just a couple hours ago. Cause I thought that'd be fun to do some arts and crafts. So, uh, submit that to us. Um, put it like post it to the, the Facebook wall. That'd be great. Take um, a picture of it. Yeah. I like, no, like make your own PDF, scan it and then email. No, we're not going to have to do that. But uh, again, follow us on, um, an invading podcast on Twitter, uh, invading podcast at Gmail. We're on the Facebook at, um, invasion of the podcast. Uh, Joe, <laughs> Joe joked that if we get enough, uh, likes and responses, we would go see fantastic four. So blow up all social okay. media to force Joe yeah. to go see fantastic four. So yeah, here's the thing. And I don't know if it's a set number. I don't know if you want to come up with a set number, but if we can get an equivalent more uh, than one, more than one higher than zero higher than zero let's say let's say 10 10 what 10 likes 10 likes or 10 no shares 10 shares 10 shares or 10 retweets i will go see fantastic four so we'll even we'll make a post on the page saying you know if you guys share this we'll go see fantastic four so we can track the number of shares so share from the actual page and then we'll force joe to go see the fantastic four movie Mm -hmm. that'll be pretty great yeah and if uh if anybody from that movie is watching, you better share it. Because, <laughs> you know, Michael B. Jordan has listened to the show all the time. And Josh Trank, I mean, what's he doing? You know, so like <laughs> he's hiding. He's hiding and listening to our show. That's all he's doing. So um, anything else here? I think we're I think we're done. I think that's it. I think we're going to write some letters to home, ask for some cookies and, uh, you know, have parents send money because we spent it all at the, the camp store. I don't know what they do at camp. So anyway, uh, it was a good time. Uh Next week, um, we'll come up with something fun. We'll talk about coloring. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll set. We'll decide who the winner is, and you'll find out if I'm going to go see Fantastic Four. 